Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to the final Ringing the Blues of this season. Coming up on this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the trip to Pompey. Martin O'Neill swung by Adams Park for a chat about the 30th anniversary of Wickham's double winning team that took the club into the Football League. Manager Matt Bloomfield updates us on the contract situation with the players and I caught up with La Media Inglesa ahead of that trip to Pompey to chat with our lovely Spanish friends. But first, Uri's back from holiday, so for the final time this season, let's head to Mexico City for the Liga Juan results. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results of the final week of the season in League Juan. Barnsley nil, Peterborough United 2, Bristol Rovers 2, Bolton Wanderers 3, Burton Albion nil, MK Dons nil, Cambridge United 2, Forest Green Rovers nil, Cheltenham Town 2, Charlton Athletic 2, Exeter City 3, Morecambe 2, Fleetwood Town 2, Ipswich Town 2, Lincoln City 1, Shrewsbury Town nil, Oxford United 1, Accrington Stanley 2, Port Vale 1, Plymouth Argyle 3, Portsmouth 2, Wickham Wanderers 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Derby County 0. So, the season is over. I hope the Chairboys and Phil Catchpole and the chairman of the Chairboys hire me for the next tournament and renew my contract. I'm hopeful for that because I've been a good boy. A good chair boy. It was great to see our friends from La Media Inglesa at Pompeii on Sunday. Over a hundred Spanish chair boys bringing the party. So, so chair boy Spanish this week. Football brings people together. To bring, atraer, to bring together, juntar, like joint or join, people, gente. So football brings people together. El fútbol junta a la gente. Or we say, football unites people. Football unites people. El fútbol une a la gente. So, la media inglesa, oh, I, I see more and more fans, uh, Spanish-speaking fans of the Cher Boys growing around the world. I hope it's because of me. <laughs> so, it's been a long season. Thank you, Phil Catchpole, for trusting me. The results... I hope you enjoy them week by week. And, well, let's enjoy the summer and see you in the next season. Adios. Hasta la vista. Muchas gracias, Uri, for all your hard work this season. Right then, Wickham Wanderers had one game to go away at Fratton Park to take on Portsmouth. Wickham had lost the last two and Pompey were in good form. It's the battle for eighth place. Welcome to Fratton Park, final day of the season. 12 o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. Love it, bring it on. 
Wins a big battle on the edge of the area, finds Wheeler, and now McCarthy's in space. McCarthy on his way now into the Pompey half, urged on by the Wickham crowd. Lays it infield to Debar. Debar sets it back to Wheeler. Here's Vokes edge of the area. Vokes goes for goal. Charged down by Bernardo. Now wing. Out to McCleary. Decent attack from the chair boys now. McCleary's inside the box. Goes for goal. Good save by the keeper. Got down low, big hand, palms it away. Here we are. Modern football is very best here. The keeper passing around with his centre back. And he's now under pressure by TJ Debar and gives the ball away. Modern football. Gareth McCleary inside the area, goes for goal and scores! Have some of that passing from the back. Wicker Wanderers get the ball and slam it into the bottom corner of the net. And they don't teach you that in the coaching manual, do they? It's Portsmouth nil. Wickham Wanderers won. Gareth McCleary with his seventh of the season. Corner again from Pompey. Right-hand side. Jacobs with it. Into the near post this time, and it's there! Marlon Pack gets across his man and heads the ball into the bottom corner. The warning came from the corner before. It was a different delivery, but this time the header found the back of the net, and it's Pompey 1, Wickham 1. Pack wrestles over Debar, and he's gone down again, clutching his face. Wing goes for goal and scores! What a goal from Lewis Wing! We've waited a while for a wing thunderbolt, and it was well worth the wait. The ball sat into midfield, it sat up, he looked to see where the keeper was, and Wingy's just put his right boot through it, and the keeper caught off his line, and the Spanish are up behind the goal, as do the faithful from South Bucks too. It's Portsmouth 1, Wickham 2, what a goal. Throw in to Pompey, Connor Ogilvie to take, subs coming up. Just before the hour mark here, 2-1 to Wickham Wanderers. Lewis Wing, the goal scorer, goes over the top to Vokes, who heads it down to Freeman. Freeman on the volley! Beaten away by the keeper again. Sam Vokes and just chests the ball down, but he's limping a bit here, Sam Vokes. Ball nodded down by Bishop to Pickett, left-hand side. Cross comes in, Jacobson, the back post, and it's there! Jacobson couldn't clear. And it's headed home by Paddy Lane, poor defending from Wickham Wanderers, and Pompey have found their equaliser. Pompey 2, Wickham 2. Connor Ogilvie's continuing to stretch out his calf muscles here. He's, he has covered a lot of distance up and down that left-hand side. And there goes the final whistle. That's the end of the season. Wickham Wanderers finishing on a draw at Pompey. They finished ninth in the table, the fifth highest finish in the club's history. It's been a season of twists and turns, of major news, of player retirements, of sales, of comings and goings. And it finishes with Wickham, ninth in the table, looking ahead now to a proper off-season break, a proper pre-season, and back at it again next season. For everyone that's been there this season, be it on Wanderers TV, Adams Park, or away from home. We thank you very much indeed, and we'll leave you with news from Burton. Burton nil, MK Dons nil, full-time score. If you're in the business of selling tiny violins in High Wycombe, you're going to have a busy week. Gaffer, a much-improved performance for the final day of the season. Yeah, I think it was. I asked the boys for a response to, to the disappointment of last week, and I don't think they really needed me to ask for it. I felt it during the week, the way they've trained. I think they demanded it off each other. 
there's lots of disappointment and uh, plenty of anger after the final whistle last week. So we wanted to put that right. We know that there was you know 900 fans travelling down and spending their hard-earned money to come and watch us, and we we wanted to make sure that we we left on a positive, take that momentum into the summer. So I'm pleased that we we responded in the way we did and performed the way we did. How important was it to have that momentum into the summer now? I thought it was really important. I've spoken about it a lot to the players um, during the week. I've spoken about it a lot in terms of, you know, the, the, the pre-season build-up started today. We wanted to go in um, with a good performance, which I think we did. We wanted to go in with a win, which, you know, unfortunately didn't quite come. We got a draw, which on the balance of play and chances, I think, was a fair result. So no uh, arguments from us on that. Um, we could have had a winner at the end there, which we think was probably onside. But, you know, this is football. There's plenty of moments that go for you and against you, and that's the roller coaster we all love. So it's nice to, to think that we had a good performance today. Um, showed a, a, a fairly good attacking threat, I thought, throughout the afternoon. Um, and we take that point and we, we try and use that momentum moving forward. And there was a real intensity in the game from both sides. This wasn't an end of season dead rubber, was it? No, we spoke about it again. We've spoken about it a lot during the week. I didn't want to come here and just um, play out a, a boring nil-nil and, 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 and everyone off on their holidays. That's not how we wanted to finish. We wanted to show the intent. We, were, we, we needed to show that to our supporters that last week's result hurt us. We needed to show them our intent. So um, that is our responsibility to do that. And I thought the boys did that. And looking now into the summer, um, it's a proper break for Wickham Wanderers, something that's a bit unusual for the club over the last few years. Yeah, most certainly so. We've uh, usually had a, you know, the relegation from the Championship or a playoff campaign or a playoff final as in the last few years. It's, it's very rare that we have this, this finish, but I think we need to take that as a positive, that we can, we can plan and prepare. There's lots of conversations that need to be had and um, yeah, we're excited about what the fight future can bring for this football club. You know, it's a, it's a special place. The Kuhig's done, you know, Rob, Missy and Pete have done an incredible job since they've taken over just pre-pandemic. Um, and the gaffer before did an incredible job over, you know, 10 years. Was, it was an amazing achievement for him. So, you know, it's, it's nice to recognise all that, but it's also nice to, for us to stand on our own two feet and, and implement what we want to do. And we're looking forward to trying to do that. For you personally as well, coming in at the point you did, it was almost like boarding a train while it was still moving. A time to reflect now as well and plan for yourself and your philosophy. Yeah, certainly so. Uh, Phil, I think it's been a, it's an emotional rollercoaster this season, hasn't it? You know, started off on the coaching staff, moved to Colchester and coming back again. Um, so yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing season. Um, I think there's plenty of positives that we have to take, but we have to be really critical of ourselves, most certainly. I have to be critical of myself first and foremost, because if I can't do it, then how can I expect my staff and my players to do it? So um, that's the way I live my life. I've got to be critical of myself, reflect, and make sure we're better moving forward, and I know that we will be. Growth mentality? It has to be. You know, it's how I've, how I've lived, how I've been as a football club for a while. Um, I think through my 20s I didn't have that but once I reached an age where you know retirement was looming I really went on a bit of a personal journey in terms of having that growth mentality so first and foremost you have to look in the mirror and have to assess and reassess everything you do how you conduct yourself your decisions along the way what you want to do moving forward and, and that certainly has to start with myself but I have clarity in my thoughts in terms of how I want to move us forward with my staff um, I think we have clarity in, in our plans and, and it's up to us now to go and implement that. And finally back to today the noise from the away and fabulous this afternoon. Yeah incredible I thought it was great um, you know to travel in our numbers um, to you know the, the guys have given me you know guys and girls have given me constant support throughout my, my time at this football club and um, especially since I've been back in February and, and having the Spanish guys over as well, and coupled with, with our incredible supporters, I thought it was a great atmosphere. So it, it, it's a fairly, you know, I would love to win and I feel a bit, bit angry that we didn't win because I wanted to win. But at the same time, it's a nice way to sign off the season. Good performance, uh, entertaining match for everyone to go. Hopefully they've got a spring in their step and looking forward to, to coming back and joining us in pre-season. Well, we've built up a bond with our Spanish friends. They'll be back next.
next season. What's your final message to all the Wickham fans, wherever they are in the world today? It just has to be a, a real sincere thanks you know, and gratitude from me and my staff towards our, our supporters. They've stuck with us, with us through thick and thin over a number of years now. Um, you know, and um, I'd like to think that they know that we're, we're on a bit of a journey, a bit of a project. You know, coming to change a manager who's been in for so long was always going to be a little bit clunky at times, but we've tried to do it the best we possibly can. So thank you for them for their continued support. Um, enjoy their well-earned break from travelling up and down the country supporting us. And like I say, we're, we're looking forward to um, being you know, arm in arm with them come pre-season time and looking forward to keep moving our football club forward. Wickham manager Matt Bloomfield there speaking after the 2-2 draw on the final day of the season against Portsmouth. We'll hear more from him later in the show talking about the contract situation with the Wickham Wanderers players. But now let's get the final opposition view of the season. Many thanks to Vital Len and the Regional Accents Department for their sterling work throughout this season providing this wonderful service. Right, Pompey then, 2-2 at home against Wickham Wanderers. It was a decent crowd, but what did the Pompey fans think? It's the opposition view. Pompey down under. Another draw to add to our unbeaten run. But not just another draw, perhaps the best and most entertaining football we've seen from Pompey all season. Not often we've been able to say all forwards had good games. We put stuck. Tremendous second half. Probably the best performance by Pompey all season. Wickham went ahead with an excellent audacious shot from some distance by Lewis Wing. Catching out Josh Oluwemi off his goal line. But Pompey scored a well-deserved equaliser in the 72nd minute with a superb diving header from Paddy Lane. His first goal for the club. Dan Knight. We did okay today. We were good at the back, but a terrible moment from the goalkeeper and a worldie gave them their goals. But if Ogilvy could finish, we'd have won pretty easily. Mark. That sums up Pompey. Same old story. Play well-ish, dominate possession, but don't take our chances and gift goals to the opposition. But fair play. That was a fabulous strike from their player. Lee Cook. Whose decision was it to change goalkeepers? Another stupid change which has cost us two ridiculous goals. Story of our season. Horrendous individual errors and a draw. See you all next season. Richie Holland. I think that's Oluwai Amy's done here. Two really poor goals to concede. I do feel for him as he's a youngster. But if we have any ambition for next season, we can't be relying on players like him when the time comes. Blue Water. I thought Wickham looked a useful side and if they keep their team together and add some better players, they will be a force to be reckoned with next season. They were stronger physically than our team and bullied us a bit. However, overall, we should have won that game and I think Pumpy were the better side. Their first goal was a result of this playing out thing with the keeper making a gift of an owler for a pass. The keeper was out of position for their second. But you have to credit Wing for his quick thinking and I for an opportunity. Charlie the Chief. If Machino is going to stick with this playing it out from the back lock, 
then a ball-playing keeper and centre-back better be top of his summer transfer list. Phil Heyman. To be fair to Wickham, their fans created their own little atmosphere much better than we did today. 84 nights. Two good things about next season. The media won't try and bill any matches as the Dockyard Derby and... <laughs> I won't have to go to MK Dons again. La Media and Glazer were in town for the final game of the season. Over 100 Spanish fans and a few Mexicans too were there to cheer on the chairboys at Fratton Park. They flew in on the Saturday and I met up with them in Victoria to have a chat. Bilbao is there. Barcelona. Madrid. Madrid, there's people... Bueno, porque ya les hemos hecho el brief antes. Y Málaga aquí, vale, cojonudo. Jordi, you're like a Pied Piper. We are here in central London. Yeah. We are maybe 400 metres away from Buckingham Palace on the first coronation of this country for over 70 years. And you're bringing over 100 Spanish people from four different cities to the UK to come and see Wickham Wanderers play. Yeah. I, lo I love you, man. <laughs> you know, we also go like... And the other side, we are not mainstreams. We don't, you know, okay, King Charles is a thing, but the one thing that for us matters is the game tomorrow. So we come here like, yeah, it's almost a tradition right now. So every year try to come here. Last year we been in Adams Park and also at Wembley. So it was an amazing experience. And this year, why not to do an away game, no? So for, for all these people that is here with us, it's a, a great experience to follow the weekend, but also seeing more stadiums, no? And, and, and knowing and being in different stadiums in, in, in England. So, you know, there's people here from Malaga, from Bilbao, from Madrid and Barcelona. There are the four uh, major cities where the planes are coming from, but there is people from all around Spain, you know? But for us, it's like impossible to to put an airplane from every... But, you know, these guys are, are, are so incredible. We, we have a trip this morning. We have a walk to Hyde Park. There's, like, a big screen to see all, all the show. But, you know, this is like the warm-up because the game is going to be tomorrow. So this afternoon we go to Portsmouth. We're going to spend the night there. And tomorrow morning make some noise at Fratton Park. It is incredible. I'm still in awe of the fact that we're still in Victoria Station... <laughs> <laughs> and you are surrounded by your countrymen here. Everyone's in the right place where they need to be. Is the weekend going to continue like this? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You know, we, we, we programmed this trip based on the game. And after that, we were on the internet. What we could do on Saturday because we arrived. And we said, what? It's a coronation day. So, you know, it's rainy because it's London. Okay, no problem with us. We're coming from Spain. We're not used to that in Madrid. I think it's like three months without rain. So it's for us, it's, it's like a, a crash. But, you know, yeah, it, it, is, it is a big coincidence because it's a very historical fact. For the English people, it's like crazy this weekend. But for us, it, it has to be tricky because of the flight tickets and all the stuff. Of course, there's a lot of people coming to London this weekend. But, yes, it's just a coincidence for us. But, you know... It's great for these guys. Most of them is the first time they came to England. Wow. So it's how many of you have never been in London? There's a lot of them. 
Now we get, they are going to have a couple of hours of free time to visit whatever they want to visit, go to classic football shirts or something like this. They like to, to buy some, some jerseys. And after that, we go down to Portsmouth. Incredible. I'll see you there. Yeah, of course. We'll see you there. Guys, welcome to the UK. You've got your Wickham scarves on. This is great to see you. Excited for the game tomorrow? Yes. Let's hope we win. So, have you been to see Wickham before? Yeah, uh, the last year. Uh, Adams Park or Wembley? Uh, Adams Park. How was that? It was amazing. Uh, uh, you took me a picture and you published it and I got in Tinder. You got, uh, yeah. It's your Tinder profile pic? Yeah. Have you been seeing many, have you had many dates? No. Oh man. We need to take another picture. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Martin. Martin, have a great day tomorrow. Cello, we're in central London on the day of the coronation. But you're not really bothered about that. You're here for the football. This has been a long season for Wickham Wanderers, but you were at the first away game, really, which was your first Wickham Wanderers game in the flesh. How's it to be on the final game now at Pompey? I mean, it's just like the perfect way to close this season. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like b being able to, to attend to four or five games uh, at the start, then like, like some of them in, in October and so on. It's been so great. Then like going going back to to watch um at home and then just like like this final game is just like the perfect closure for a for a hectic season i mean uh, eventful but at, at the end it's just like the the perfect way to close this this season and fratton park a great stadium you looking forward to seeing that one yeah 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 i'm 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 all the way for like this so type of old school stadiums and yeah, I mean, like, uh, like the whole atmosphere, like this kind of a um, that was uh, in in the Premier League, so on. So yeah, like I'm I'm de definitely excited for 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 the game. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen games in the flesh, and as part of your studies, when you're at University of Mexico, but you're doing international studies, so you've been and watching Wickham Wanderers on Wanderers TV in all places in the world. Where's been the best place you've seen a Wanderers game? Uh, I mean, there's there's nothing like like uh, like the like the Adams Park. Like I mean, there's there's nothing like that. But but, but yeah, I, I've I've watched like, like through the live feed in Mexico, in Israel, in Jordan, in Egypt. But I mean, like there's a bunch of places to to watch. But there's nothing like being on the place in Adams Park, in the terrace, in the Frank uh, Adams Stand. is just unbelievable. It's, it's the best stadium. Yeah, it's the best stadium. Yeah. And you got a few friends today with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a bunch of um, 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 Spanish people as well. So yeah, I mean, like, like, we are all f f f for the party of the last last game of, uh, of the season. Like, uh, do some noise and yeah, just like like have fun, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you've seen pretty much everything this season. What's been your highlight of the season? Well, I mean, in a personal basis, just like um, being at the club for uh, in um, uh, August, like was a fantastic experience for me. And like talking about games, well, like um, um, Posh at home was was a highlight, but uh, also being able to follow away uh, um, um, uh, in the um, um, Sin Bank game, uh, like freezing uh, Lincoln, <laughs> uh, like like a new new draw. But, but I mean, that's also part of of the Wickham experience so yeah I mean like those those two games were like quite special for me because like like the uh, away game like 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 extremely far extremely cold uh, like a like a new new game and also that like, push at home was just like the the, uh, the perfect game also yeah. More sense of a is there going to be a better goal this season? 
Hopefully, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see what uh, what's, uh, what's the game tomorrow. And yeah, yeah I mean, let's hope to, to, to have a, a good way to, to close the, the season. Yeah, yeah. And what a day they all had as well down at Fratton Park. Wonderful to see La Media Inglaser. You can follow them on all the social medias. Just search at La Media Inglaser. And speaking just then was Cello of At Wicker Mexico on Twitter. What a season he's had. Right, Matt Bloomfield had some big decisions to make after that final game of the season. And we caught up with him with some early contract news this week. A couple of tough days, lots of meetings. Um, it wasn't easy. There's been some... Uh... Some tough conversations to be had. Um, unfortunately, this time of year, it's happening at every football club up and down the country. I've sat on the other side of the desk, and it's it's not an easy day. So um, yeah, um, some tough conversations. But I think um, for us to move forward, um, there were conversations that had to be had. You know what it's like on the other side of the desk, I guess. Yeah, of course. I've had a few times over the year where you go out of contract and you don't know whether something's coming or not, and um, trying to negotiate what's best for the future for yourself and your family. And you know, it's. Uh, there's a real human element, I think, to this time of the year where you really kind of feel the responsibility of people and their familyhoods and uh, their livelihoods and their families and stuff. But, um, you know, my responsibility is to my job and, and this football club. And, and like I say, this the game, you know, the industry we're involved in, there's some tough decisions to be made and some tough conversations to be had. They're not always easy, but they have to happen. But this was a day that, that has been coming, so presumably this has been planned out for, for a while now. Almost certainly so. I think um, you know you have to plan for the short, medium, and, and long term. And you know, um, irrespective of what happened at the end of the season, we had a, a plan for you know which league we're in or, and how the season panned out. So it was about executing that that plan. Um, you know, I've had plenty of time, as I always say, driving and thinking about different scenarios and bits and pieces. And um, yeah, I think. Um, whilst it's a sad day and to see some, some of those, those boys leaving our football club, um, I think for the football club it's it's the first day of, of a new dawn and, and something we should be excited about to start building moving forward. And look, looking at some of the guys that are leaving, uh, start with Nick Freeman, uh, a long-serving member of the squad. Yeah, real long-serving member of the squad. Um, Nick's been in and out of the team and that was kind of behind his decision to look for regular football elsewhere. We've We've discussed a contract with him but he's decided that you know, he's got a big desire to be a first-team regular and he didn't see that happening here and it hasn't happened. So um, I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. He, he, he said, you know, his decision was made with a really heavy heart. He's, he's loved being here, but he's decided that he wants to um, look for to be a first-team regular and, and that's fine. I, I totally understand it. At his age, he's, he's in that peak age bracket and he wants, to, he wants to be on the team sheet every week, which is something that hasn't happened for him here. But a great servant for, for Wickham Wanderers. Almost certainly so. That's not to go against that. He's been incredible. Um, he's a great guy to have around the training ground. He's um, He's been really good this season. I think he's played some really good football. Um, come back from his, his cruciate ligament injury with the determination and the work rate he did. Um, you know, he's actually been a good friend over the years and it's been a pleasure to be his manager for a couple of months. And I, I wish him nothing but good things in his, his professional career and also his personal life. And also the end of Curtis Thompson's time at Adams Park too. Yeah, Kurt's been a big player for us, hasn't he, for a number of years as well. Um, really struggled with injury, unfortunately, over this last sort of year and a bit and hasn't quite been able to get himself going. Um, but Kurt's been a really big player for us, a big personality. Um, you know, again, someone I shared the dressing room with. I actually lived with him for a little while in the house when, when you know during COVID and bits and pieces. So he's someone who's um, a real tough character, Kurt. He's a real good guy. He's been a central part of um, you know a lot of the years under under the gaffer, and um, he was big, but unfortunately hasn't been fit for for a lot of the time that I've been here. And again, it's a with a heavy heart that we see him leave. 
and Lewis Wing deciding to end his time at Adams Park and, uh, and does so after scoring a, a goal of the season contender on the final day. Yeah, what a way to sign out for Wingy. Um, I, talk, I think that everyone understands that he's got aspirations to play at a higher level um, and, he, and he feels like he can do that and that's understandable. I think he's had a great season. Um, you know, one of the risks of him coming out of contract was that he would have those aspirations, which is, is fine. I, I think the world of Wingy, I think he's a very, very good player. Um, he's obviously got real big quality um, about him and which we, he kind of epitomised on Sunday with that, with that goal. So um, we'll keep him reg regular contact, I'm sure, and um, we wish him all the best. Uh, and other players that we've had in the first team this year, Daryl Horgan, uh, Jordan Willis and Tyler Dickinson too. Yeah, um, Horgie I think is a, an absolute diamond. Um, you know, he's, um, he's got a real drive about him, Horgie. He's been found himself out on loan this year um, at Stevenage and, and helped them get over the line in their promotion. Um, Jordan Willis is just a, a, a great, great guy, great individual, um, a real leader, um, a real the, the kind of guy that you want um, around and about. So we're really um, sorry to see him leave. Um, and Tyler as well has obviously been alone at Sutton, but you know did really well at the start of the season. Um, but like so, we you know all those guys are really sad to see them leave. But you know football does have to go under an evolution at times, and we feel like the time is right here to to do that. And conversations ongoing with Dominic Gate, Jack Wakeley, and Jordan the Beater. So it's not goodbye. No, no, no. Talks are ongoing with those guys, and um, I think a lot of things in football you can sort of clarify quickly. But sometimes these these discussions take a little bit longer, and, and those guys they're ongoing. So um, yeah, it's um, it's never. Uh, always, always easy to, to have those conversations. They need to be had, like we said earlier on. But there's a couple of things still to clarify. But a lot of decisions have been um, kind of uh, made and, and decided, and, and we move on. And leaves gaps in the squad, obviously. So fans will be excited to see the uh, the incoming gift coming out on social media at some point in the next uh, well month or so. Yeah, I hope they are excited. I'm certainly excited. We're working hard in the background. You know, obviously there's a lot, to, a lot of work to do. There's a lot of research to do on, on players, potentials coming in. Um, you know, talks with agents, talks with clubs, um, you know, the personal checks that we want to do on these guys. And, um, you know, there's, there's obviously an opportunity. We've got some spots we need to fill and we need to, you know, create a new exciting future for this football club. And, and we're excited to do that. And of course, it's not your first transfer window as a manager at Colchester. You had a very busy time. We had a really busy one at Colchester in January. Yeah, there was um, lots of comings and goings, um, which again, there were some real tough conversations to be had there. And, and there were some exciting signings we made there. And, and we hope that this follows suit, you know, some tough conversations, but some exciting, um, exciting conversations had with the incomes as well. So, you know, lots to do, like I say, busy January at Colchester, and we hope that we can have a busy, busy summer transfer window here at Wickham. Not all work, 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 a time for a bit of recovery as well? A little bit, I think, is, is, is important. And certainly there's been the, some time for reflection. I think that's probably one of my biggest things I've done over the last couple of days. Time for reflection, a time to... Um, have some time with the coaching staff to really analyse and go over what, what we have been doing um, this season and what we need to do better going forward, what we need to recruit, how we need to recruit and what we're losing going out of the building, how we replace that and, and try and improve. So first few days we've been doing that, having meetings with all the staff members about our roles and responsibilities and what we're doing and the players' meetings and um, I think I need to kind of recharge the batteries and make sure we utilise our efforts the best we can.
This week marks 30 years since Wickham Wanderers won the FA Trophy at Wembley against Runcorn. It saw them seal the non-league double. The league title a week before saw Wickham march into the Football League. The man that led them there, manager Martin O'Neill. He swung by Adams Park this week for a chat about those wonderful days. And so yeah, the following week then, after lifting the, the league title mm-hmm. at home at Adams Park, the following week, by, by now a familiar walk, because two years before you'd done it for Wickham mm-hmm. as well, um, but leading the team out against Runcorn. How big was that league win against Runcorn coming into this game? Because obviously psychologically <clears throat> you must have been a foot taller than them. Yes, I, I, I think you're right. I do think you're right. Uh, and we, we are at the top of our game now. We're, we're, we're flying, really, uh, in many aspects. Uh, Crease are still missing, of course, at the time. Uh, that would be a blow. But the players now have, have grown in strength. I think all I think the win against them uh, earlier was terrific, and because we're now playing them so soon again, but it's Wembley. Anything can happen, you know. Like anything else, well, it's a football match, so anything can happen. And Roncorn might 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 feel as if they could be up for the game again. So I never, I, yes, it was a good confidence booster for us going into the game, but not for one minute did we take the game lightly. And because you know, you want you want to complete the season, you want to win the double, you want to be as as uh, well in my time. Barnet were an exceptional side, and Colchester, obviously, with all the advantages they had, were an exceptional Vauxhall Conference side as well, too. But you wanted to... Uh, this, this side, I think, is as good as any, any of the Vauxhall Conference sides that end up winning a double. I don't think anyone's done it since. Is that right? I don't think so. Right, OK. So, Didn't know that. So, there we are. Uh, the game itself, um, we talk about iconic moments as well. The Jason Cousins... Perfect start to the match, mm-hmm. but it's all about the celebration for me. The celebration on the fence. Absolutely, I know you're dead right. You know, so he he's uh, cousins. Cousins was great, really great. We got him on a free transfer from Brentford. I don't know why they would let him go. He had another one who had uh, fabulous attitude, good, really good player, um, handsome little lad as well too. You know, and um, but. I, Incredible bravery. There's no question about it. You know, stick his head in anywhere. He could play the game as well too. Ended up having a great relationship with Davy Carroll down the right-hand side. And um, uh, uh, yeah, really good, really good player. Really great attitude. Again, at one stage it looked as if you know that teams higher up than ourselves were looking at him. It did never materialise. But he was another one that could. Uh, well, I think. I think in the cup runs that that, uh, that came afterwards, he proved himself that he could he could live in, in high company. Absolutely. For in terms of a cup final, an early goal is worth its weight in gold, right? Uh, of course it is. Absolutely, it settles you down and gives you gives you a big big advantage in the game, and you can start to you can you can start to uh, try and play your own game then as much as anything else. But you know, it, just you know, sometimes as your manager. And you might not enjoy it as much as you, particularly if the games are really, really tight. Uh, Runcorn game at home here, I might have even, I might have even been enjoying five minutes of it before Stevie Guppy gets the fifth goal or whatever it is. So at Wembley, um, you're still on, on edge all the time, and and you probably just want to hear the final whistle more than anything else, uh, particularly after 15 minutes. But um, so uh, yeah, just for us to 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 to, to um, to clinch it and win the double was just well everything that you could have wished for. 
And the man behind you here, Andy Kerr, scored on that day as well. Filling in for Glyn Crease was captain that day. But another great character and another player who played a huge part in the whole season. Andy, Andy was, uh, yeah, he was a great character. He was. And, um, and I'm, I'm pleased you've made contact with him. Mm. That's, that's great because uh, Andy, Andy was so, he was single-minded in a lot of things. I, I, I really liked him. He had a, <clears throat> uh, we had a, we had a bit of um, we had a bit of a, a tete a tete, I suppose, with um, Wimbledon had, had shown a great interest in, and uh, and absolutely, I, obviously, I really selfishly, I want to keep I want to keep the players, but at the end of it all, if players are good enough to go elsewhere, then that's fine, and I think he might even have gone for a trial at Wimbledon that didn't materialise, and. Um, and I don't know what it was, perhaps maybe, um, maybe he thought that I was preventing him from going. I don't think I was. I, I think eventually, as I said to you, if, if players need to go to a football uh, to improve themselves and the offer's there and it's an offer that's acceptable, you don't want to see them leave. But if they can go and do better, that, that's great. But it didn't materialise for him. And um, and you know what? Maybe I'm just talking a load of nonsense. Maybe we're actually very, very good friends. But I like Kerr. <laughs> Kerr was great. Also another brilliant defender for us. You know, big long legs. Reminded me sometimes of Viv Anderson. Good player. Could head it as well too. Brave. And and when you see players, when you see players like like uh, Andy Kerr, Crosley, and Creaser at Vauxhall Conference level, you do feel there's three players. Who can head it? Who can who can manoeuvre it? And uh, and I think when I see those three players, I always think, well, we've got a chance. We'll win matches. You certainly won at Wembley again, four-one. Mm-hmm. And Glyn Creaser lifted the trophy, which was a, a nice touch. Yeah, it was a nice touch, and I think that was I think that was um, a player thought out. You know, more than anything else, I, I I wouldn't have disagreed with it either. And I think it was something that they they wanted to do and to show the respect. And uh, and everything else that they have for him you know he was and he would have been holding that trophy aloft had he been fit and describe that feeling when obviously when the final whistle went Wickham were, were clear at that point but mm. that, that moment the achievement the double not just the league title but everything you'd set out to achieve mm. from the moment you hadn't got promoted the year before you'd done it well, how was that feeling? well I think that um, I, I would say that the trophy was definitely the icing and the cake um, that we had now won the league you if we had been if we had been beaten by by Sutton United in the two, over the two legs, that would have solid the this. It, I, I would have come to terms with it eventually and say, listen, we've achieved what we set out to do to win the league, but that would have still have uh, that would have still have been in my brain and thinking, oh, we should have got through there. So for us to get to the final and go and win and win in the manner in which we did again, and, we, and I think just. It just um, it was everything for us. It was the culmination of a fantastic season. It was the number of months that we spent at it again, and to think of the the work that the players had put in to put the disappointment of the previous season aside, and to come back and win win in the fashion in which we did, and to and 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 just to celebrate. I think with the with with the fans who you know had come accustomed to us actually going to Wembley, you know. No, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. <laughs> it sparked a great summer. I remember the, uh, the bus parade in Wickham down to the council yeah. offices mm-hmm. and what seemed to me like the entirety of the town out in, in light and dark blue, um, another fabulous moment on the balcony. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I, I, have, I have walked up and down that 
And recently, um, yes, I, I, I was in, I got off the train at Wickham and I had about 25 minutes to spare. So I walked down to the, this would be about, maybe about seven or eight months ago. And I walked down to the, and the place was pretty empty. And I must admit, I looked up at the balcony and I thought, well, that was a great moment, a really great moment. Many thanks to Martin O'Neill for his time this week. You'll be able to see the full interview, plus loads of clips and footage from that wonderful season, featuring Keith Scott and Andy Kurt as well, hopefully as well. You can catch up with that all on Wanderers TV throughout the summer. Right then, the season has come to a close. It's the final Ringing the Blues of the season two. Many thanks to everybody for listening in throughout the season. Your support is very much uh, appreciated. We'll be back next season with news of League One again with Matt Bloomfield. All the best, enjoy the summer, and come on, you blues. Uh, we want to have a sporting advantage in our return leg. Uh, 